Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February 21st. In the year of our Lord, 2024, this is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution. We actually stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great, incredible, peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to two hours of hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use talk radio. And by the way, with me today, our dear friend and brother in liberty, James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org is his website, an incredible award-winning talk show every Saturday evening. It's better than Saturday Night Live, I'll tell you that right now. But you can check it out anytime you like, any time of the week, on demand at thepoliticalcesspool.org. He's also an award-winning author, a talk show host, a family man, and a whole lot more, not to mention a dear brother. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Sam, it's so good to be back with you. I got a little extra pep in my step after missing the last appointment we would have normally had. It feels like I haven't talked to you in a month of Sundays, but uh, you've been busy. I've been busy on the road for a two-week speaking tour that wrapped up uh, last week, and I I meant to get back to you. I did listen, and by the way, folks, everyone should. Don't miss a show here on Liberty Roundtable. Sam, you've been busy this year. I listened to the whole interview with Tony Lyons, and, uh, of course, he had the uh, ad that they ran during the Super Bowl, the RFK ad, RFK, uh, RFK Jr. ad. And, um, yeah, you've just been doing fantastic work. It's great to be back, <laughs> long story short. Yeah, and speaking of that RFK, uh, absolutely doubling down, too. Yesterday we talked about RFK Jr. Uh, independent presidential candidate, possibly might join the Libertarian Party. We're keeping an eye on that ball, by the way. But now he released a video and launched a petition demanding the immediate release and pardoning of WikiLeaks leader Julian Assange. He says, we don't have time. we got to get this done now. He's a hero. If he gets brought back to the United States by force of England under Joe Biden, it'll be certain death for the man. And we got to release the hero, not the criminal, now. Amen to RFKJR on that one. Yep. Hey, no doubt about it, Sam, and i got to say this. I remember when all of the stuff was coming out uh, in the summer and fall of 2016, all of the Julian Assange WikiLeaks uh, data drops that damaged Hillary Clinton. And I remember saying at the time, and I still feel this way now, it's hard to believe. I'm about to say it. Nearly a decade later, does it seem like it's been eight years have passed since that oh, Trump-Clinton oh, oh. <laughs> campaign? I mean, it's a, talk about yeah. a blur of time. But I remember saying at Politically, the time— Politically, it's forever and a year, people. But, I I mean, that was the fastest eight years in human history. It just doesn't seem like it's been eight years, Sam, since we were frolicking around at the Republican Party, uh, the RNC, Republican National Convention, where Trump, uh, we were there when Trump accepted the nomination. I mean, it's just CNN bringing us water, Sam Bushman sitting at the CNN (laughs) desk just for fun. It was great. I don't think there's anybody we didn't talk to that week. But anyway, that doesn't seem like eight years ago. But I remember saying then about Julian Assange, you know, that is what he did. That's what used to be called journalism. I mean, getting the facts, digging deep, the you know, who, what, where, when, and why, regardless of 
what your personal political preferences may be, just the facts, ma'am. That what used to be journalism. Now, of course, what passes for so-called journalism and so-called reporting is just you know they're all just mouthpieces for the regime. It's, there's no diversity of opinion at all. And I, I felt that way, and I was actually thinking about Julian Assange. A few days ago, in in the wake of the backlash of uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin, again, isn't that what we used to call journalism? And it does seem now more than ever, Sam, what you've been talking about for well more than a decade, the new media is taking center stage in a big way. Amen to that. I was on the broadcast Monday with Dr. Scott Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we talked about several things on Monday because it was President's Day. By the way, that's officially George Washington's birthday. According to the general government and according to me, President's Day cheapens the day. Amen. But we highlighted, me and Dr. Bradley, this critical point that I want you to weigh in on, too, because it kind of is racist. It's not racist from me. It's racist well, from I'm your man. our government. It's our government. Here's the deal. Uh, last Monday, 82 years, so uh, not last Monday, I should say, a week ago Monday, right? No, wait. Two days ago, Monday. Sorry, time flies when you're having fun. 82 years ago then, or that Monday, on February 19th, 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066, which is to put all Japanese-descendant Americans in prison camps. I kid you not. Um, shamefully, we put these uh, Americans in Japanese concentration camps, and yes, they were concentration camps, even according to him. So I got a question. They tell you that I'm a racist, but I'm the one calling them out for being racist and putting people in concentration camps. Who's the racist now, James? Well, I guess it can't be you on this one, although, you know, that was interesting. That was an interesting thing. I, in a vacuum, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you're at war with, with, with Japan, a, a war that now, you hold manipulated on. Hold and, on. and maneuvered hold them on. into... I don't know that you were at war yet. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. February 19th, what, what, but let's what, just take a look. What's at war mean and stuff, right? Who's at war when and who are you at war with and this kind of stuff, right? Uh, but, well, but my problem is these people are American citizens, and the problem is you can't look at someone's ethnicity and say your rights are less than somebody else's even at wartime. Well, Pearl Harbor had happened, of course, uh, a, a few weeks earlier. But uh, I, you know, I don't know about that, Sam. I, I might split hairs with you on that. I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem. Although Japanese are typically you, some of the most rights? docile uh, and, and uh, but they're Americans. Their businesses and land, and they stole their property, and they destroyed their businesses, and they put them on concentration camp. Do they have less rights? Well, you have the rights the government gives you, unless you're willing to fight for them. Well, that's right. Which, which you know, increasingly, increasingly, we, which is to say increasingly we have, so, you know, a, a dwindling amount of rights. Let me give you the comparison. Let's say that all of a sudden we have tough times in America, and the general government believes that, you know what, James is a Southerner and he's a threat, and because of the Southern history, we're just going to steal your property and lock you up in a concentration camp. Yeah, I could see that happening, by the way. I could certainly see that happening. And it would be wrong if it did. Well, but I tell you what, the, the people that, you know, you do this in a way that is very consistent, that will not be applied when the shoe's on the other foot. Well, they you're will do right, it, and, and that's why I'm calling it out. Justified. I am consistent. <laughs> Look, if you're an American with rights and property, you can't play games with somebody's rights and say because of our supposed view or our pretended past, 
And I say pretended because these Japanese Americans never did any hostility to America. In fact, they came to America. They became American citizens. They bought land. They owned businesses. They contributed to society. And they were literally no threat. Well, you know, interestingly, now, let's be very clear. Remember, when we went to war, and this is why I'm saying who were we at war with? Because remember, the president allowed Pearl Harbor to happen. Much more than that, he manipulated it. So if the president allowed Pearl Harbor to happen, the president should be in prison, not a Japanese citizen that owns land and owns a business um, being a concentration camp. Who's who around here? Who are we at war with, really? Our president or the Japanese government? Or the Japanese American citizen, or what? Who are we at war right, So, you, so your, sure. your point of contention on this is, and by the way, I don't remember that happening with German Americans, even though th- there was a very affluent suburb in Memphis named Germantown, and it got its name because Germantown was the part of the state of Tennessee where Germans settled. <laughs> and it's a um, pretty big city in Tennessee now. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't remember them putting German Americans into uh, concentration camps. You certainly hear about the Japanese Americans. I guess it was pretty <laughs> it was a lot easier to identify who was Japanese and who wasn't. But I mean, I, you know, as far as, you know, what are we talking about? Uh, I mean, you know, certainly you're going to have to have something like that happen here with the illegal aliens. Uh, Some we're uh, talking uh, about. Well, the, see, but they're not citizens, though. That's, that's, the that's your point of contention is the here. citizenship. That's yeah. right. Yeah, if you're a citizen, but not only are you a citizen, but you own land and own businesses and contribute to society and everything else, that's a big difference than an illegal running around on the Yeah, and these were just Japanese uh, citizens of of Japanese ancestry. Well, you know, I I don't know. Of all the things that bother me, this isn't high on the list, I got to be honest with you, but I see where you're coming from. It's high on the list for me. It isn't the past, although I think we need to not repeat the wrongs of the past. That's what it's about, though. What about the future? But they're they're going to be coming. They're going to say, <laughs> Sam Bushman, your birth family's all from Alabama and, and the South, and James, you're from the South. You guys are a threat, buddy. You guys well, I'll tell you what, think if, the South is going to rise. We're going to round you all up. The, 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 uh, you wrote in your notes on the show from uh, February the 19th, the, this order, you're talking about Executive Order 9066 by FDR, required the internment of all Americans of Japanese ancestry. You're right. If things don't change, and this is an absolute fact, folks, you can see the noose tightening. Unless there is a radical shift in the way this country's trajectory is heading or a secession or something, you're going to have an order requiring the internment of all Americans of American ancestry. Yeah, that's coming. Well, and that is the problem. Skip the break. Let's just skip all breaks except at the top and bottom of the hour for the next two hours because we got so much to cover and so This is a rock and roll show today. Let me tell you why this matters, James. It isn't about really the past. It's about the future and what's being done to us. So they've learned to adjudicate us in the court of public opinion. They've learned to demonize and eventually destroy us. And uh, you see it with Donald Trump now, but you also see it relating to me and you and others now, too. Eventually, it will be the average citizen for reasons they know not yet why, but it'll be happening. So Donald Trump has been accused of, oh, my gosh, Donald is going to do revenge. Um, Don't let him get elected because, man, he's promised revenge. And they've used that for the last probably two or three or four or five months against Donald and against Donald Trump supporters. Now, by the way, I'm not even a Donald Trump supporter. Okay, I think he's a mafia crime boss. Personally, I've said that publicly and privately. Uh, I think that he's part of the deep state. Why? Because, you know, they do all kind of things to him, but no real accountability here. Donald used us in 2016. We all supported him, promoted him, covered him. And and, and now he won't even consider talking to us for 2020 or 2024. As far as I can tell now, I digress, except to say this. They have been vilifying 
Donald Trump demonizing him. But Trump had the opportunity now to clarify. Trump defines what he specifically means by revenge. WND gave me the piece. He declared Tuesday night that he's not interested in revenge on his political enemies, noting my revenge will simply be success. He noted this in a town hall in Greenville, South Carolina, on the Fox News channel by Laura Ingram. And here is the soundbite from Donald. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. There you have it. But we've been told forever that, look, it's just going to be a revenge campaign. Uh, anybody that doesn't agree with the Donald's going to prison. Um, but yet they've used that against him. And now he's literally clarified what he's meant. Why is it taking so long to clarify what it means? He could have come on uh, Liberty Roundtable Live and declared that the day they made the claim, James. Why let well, that he, go he, for so long and then shut it down now um, when that's been used to manipulate, really, people's views on the elections? Well, he needs to be out for revenge. And I don't mean just wanton what they're doing, throwing innocent people in prison like they do with January 6th. It is so much projection going on here, Sam. Everything they no are question. alleging him of doing, this is what they are doing and what they want to do. And this is why our side always loses. We just don't have it in us. We always have it in us to go into a fight blindfolded with our hands tied behind our backs. There are a lot of people who deserve to be in prison. I don't know if that's what you're yeah, calling that's revenge. revenge. But if, that's accountability, James. That's not revenge. Well, but, but, that's but the I think law he's saying, and accountability. I don't think he'll even go that far. But he, here's what's going on. This so-called – I, I got to say something about this. This whole – they're fighting to defend democracy. By, by what? By trying to throw him off the ballot and make him illegal? What are you talking about? Re- well, even by the way they want people to imagine it, by throwing him off the ballot, by making it illegal for him to run, by throwing him in prison or whatever they're trying to do. Look, that, it, it, it's, it's happening all over the world, I might add. In, in Ukraine, Zelensky has banned opposition. He's refused to hold national elections. He's banned churches. He's incarcerated. He told Tucker killed- Carlson he'd do an interview if Tucker paid him a million bucks. <laughs> they, they, you know, they talk about Vladimir Putin. I mean, they incarcerated and killed uh, Gonzalo Lira in in Ukraine and Brazil. Bolsonaro, the popular populist president, has been banned from running for office again for eight years in Belgium. Uh, you know, we have friends, Peter. Uh, excuse me, um, uh, Philip De Winter, who was a member of the Vlaams Bloc. He is a a member of the parliament in in Belgium, uh, you know, the, their, their parties have been banned in Greece. Golden Dawn and its successors have been banned in Poland. Uh, they're arresting yeah, we're, nationalists. We're turning into a a, a, a dying well, dictator is, country going on. Well, here. this, well, this is everyone this you don't is, like. Well, this is going on worldwide. I'm talking about global things in in France. Marine Le Pen and Eric Zemmour have been put on trial multiple times. But yes, here in the United States, this is not just a United States thing. It's happening worldwide to populist opposition candidates. But uh, in the U.S., of course, everybody knows Donald Trump's been arrested four times. He faces 91 felony charges, a millennium in prison if they get him on everything. Which you know, obviously, I mean, they got so much is crumbling even in Atlanta just through third world corruption everybody's sleeping with each other and it's just weird but Boy, you know howdy is it <laughs> they've never tried imprisoning the republican presidential nominee before and it's part of this global trend of so-called democracy defenders turning towards authoritarianism and, and even now, in germany not only, not only do they want to uh possibly put him in prison although i don't think that's their real goal i just think that's their threat uh, however they do want to ban him from civil dialogue than him from peacefully discussing. So there's a big debate about the debates. They say Donald shouldn't debate Joe. 
because Donald's just out of control. And so they should literally censor Donald Trump in potential debates. The View went off on this, uh, and they want Trump censored in the debates. Here's the soundbite from The View. disagree with you actually and I I say that because normally my gut would tell me it's good for democracy I caveat that with if we did not know these two men as well as we do it would be more important for them to be debating the problem is for the reasons you just spelled out Donald Trump comes on and without I wish they would put him in phone booths and cut mics after a certain amount of time because in addition to the fact fact checking he over talks gaslights and everything else so the Oftentimes, the comparison to Donald Trump makes anyone look less than on some level. You know, like, I know he looks crazy, too, but remember how he'd, like, come behind Hillary when she was, like, (laughs) and he was, like, always hovering? Hovering. He has these, like, nonverbal cues that could lead some to believe, oh, he's so strong or he's this, but he just blows the whole thing out of the water. And if he hasn't debated anyone yet, the only debate I would like to see is him and Nikki Haley. If he would debate Nikki Haley, I would support that. I don't think Biden needs to since Donald Trump has done nothing to participate in this democracy since he lost. Hillary. Again, clown show. We don't even have a democracy. She repeated it twice. We don't even have one. And I know people want to, oh, Sam, we have democratic principles in our society. Of course we do. But our founding fathers warned us against a democracy. Let's be very clear. And when she says, oh, he hasn't participated in our democracy, what are you talking about? He was president of the United States, duly <laughs> elected. What are you talking about? Oh, well, well this go-round, she'll say. And my response is, why does he have to debate a bunch of clowns on Fox News or some of these other liberal, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think what word to use for this liberal clown media shows or, or, or these debates that are controlled by the um, you know, powers that be. Why would he participate in that when he's got such a commanding lead? Why would he have to do that? Now, debating with Joe Biden, they just don't want to have that discussion because they know what that debate would be like. Okay, Joe would melt down. Donald would try out bigly is the term I'm going to use. Uh, and, and they don't know what to do with this. So what they're saying is, oh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley doesn't have a chance in snowball's hell to even possibly win in her own state, much less anywhere else. So why are we even giving her any cred whatsoever? Look, he might as well debate me rather than Nikki. At least I've got some points that make sense from a, a real constitutional point of view. Nikki's just a deep state clown show, warmongering, uh, hoping for something more than she's got. She's been absolutely shut down everywhere she's tried. All the other people wise, wise enough to say we're out of the race. She's saying, I'm going to be in it forever. Well, what does that even mean? Okay, she's going to get chopped off at the knees as the primaries roll on. She's hoping that somehow they put Donald in prison and she can rise from the ashes is what she's hoping. But that's not debate worthy at all for the Donald. And so I don't even understand what they're talking about here. Donald participated in the debates in 2016. He participated in the debates in 2020. He's just now said it's such a clown show, I'm not doing it, and there's no need for me to do it. Do you blame him, James? All right, so this gets what you just heard in that clip. These are so-called defenders of democracy by taking the most anti-democratic measures you can imagine. And everywhere you look, you have democracy But I'm going to stop you for defenders. a second. It's not true. They're using democracy to the full extent of what democracy is. If they can get enough mob rule to rule the day, then the wolves eat the chicken for dinner, right? Well, I mean, that's yes, democracy. All they got to do is get 51% on their side and roll over you. They we would certainly do law. that. We don't have democracy. 
But even without that, they're still trying to do it. So that's the thing. And uh, But they, they call themselves defenders of democracy. And, yes, we won't get into that, the tall grass about what that means. But in, in the West, they've grown tired of, of democracy. Why not just uh, uh, whatever that is, you know, whatever people imagine it to be. We know what liberals imagine it to be, and that's what definition we're working with right now because that's who we're responding to. But they say, you know, why not just arrest, disqualify, or ban the opposition? Why not just censor and fire those people to shut them up? Why not just weaponize the intelligence community against them? All of these things that they, they say an authoritarian— Hold on, they already like weaponized Donald, the intelligence community against them. I, they I know. They had all these groups say that he was guilty of uh, this Russia hoax, and it was a big lie. We spent $30 what, million dollars on it and found out it wasn't even true two-plus years later and everything else. And now the folks that, that literally went on record saying, hey, this is real, and, and it turned out to be a lie, now they're the ones pushing for more attacks. That's what I'm gone. saying. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, the last thing they want, what they're deathly afraid of, is by, <laughs> for the people to be able to vote for Trump again. Whether we or you like him, dislike him, to this degree or that degree, they are scared of an open uh, election. So that's what I'm saying. Arrest, disqualify, ban the opposition, censor and fire people who support this guy just to shut them up. Weaponize the intelligence And manipulate community. the courts in a democracy by force. And I say democracy because they're trying to get mob rule. That's what a democracy is. But listen to this headline. Trump must pay nearly a half a million dollars before he can even appeal the New York ruling, ladies and gentlemen. It's so bad that businessmen on Think Tank and other places say they will no longer even invest <laughs> in New York. It's so bad. They say you can't even look if this is going to happen to the Donald. No businessman in their right mind would go to New York because they might be next on the chopping block. Should they even suggest they like hey, Donald, much less are willing to vote for him. Big time, big time. A situation going on with VDare, our, you know, our, uh, my friend Peter Brimelow at VDare.com. He incorporated in New York back in, uh, I believe it was 1999, or, or yeah, I believe it was 1999, incorporated in New York 25 years ago. It was a, as bad as the country was then. It wasn't like it is now. And now, I mean, they face total ruin because of politically motivated attacks coming from Letitia James, the attorney general of the state of New York. It, this is pure partisan hackery they are absolutely going after their political enemies trying to ruin and bankrupt them and yeah all the way from donald trump down to i mean v is pretty big for for our small pond but you know v is a small operation you know a handful of employees they're seeking to utterly ruin them in court for nothing for nothing just because they have a, a difference of opinion on issues like immigration or supporting trump or whatever but i'm just saying there's no fish too big or too small that these thugs aren't going after because the courts in the blue states and in blue cities like new york city especially are criminally corrupt i mean well what is it now sam what's what's <laughs> according to these judgments what's trump uh, up to now it was like a 400 million against eugene carroll no. and then like a no 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 it's more now and, and I'll tell you why, Jonathan Turley spoke out. Then a half a billion in this out. latest one? Jonathan Turley spoke out and said, not only, this is an astonishing fact, not only does he have to pay the fine, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, adjudicated, he can't even appeal until he pays the whole fine plus interest, James. Over $450 million just in that one alone. Yeah, exactly. So it's up to like a billion dollars, and it's just entirely punitive. It's just entirely just made up. I mean, where did this number come from? E. Jean Carroll, the whole thing with the E. Jean Carroll thing was he said, she said that he, 
you know, touched her inappropriately or something like 50 years ago. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much. But it only came up after he became president, of course. And then, you know, you just have no hope in these blue courts because they're using the courts to punish their political enemies. And so, okay, here's, you know, 300 to 400 million, then this new judgment, and then he's still facing all these trials. But these trials are all taking in deep blue. Now, I know Georgia is sort of like a purple state, but deep blue Fulton County, Georgia, that's a totally... Black yeah, Democrat that's the point. Is, yes, it might be a purple state, but where they're adjudicating this thing is absolutely hardcore extreme blue. And Fulton County, Georgia, extreme blue. It's overwhelmingly black. That's that's hardcore Democrat. And then you've got like the DA sleeping with a prosecutor that she hired. I mean, it's just all. And then Washington. Yeah, DC, we're going to talk and, about and, the <laughs> cash that they had. It's a black thing, don't you know? That cash at people's houses. That's all black. Just so you know. Hang tight. We're going to talk about it all, man. Sam Bushman, James Edwards, ThePoliticalCessful.org, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. Donate liberally. Back in a flash on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Russia is reportedly holding a California woman hostage under charges of treason in Russia. The woman holds dual citizenship in both the U.S. and Russia, but she lives part-time in the Los Angeles area. Russian authorities allege the 33-year-old raised funds in support of Ukraine. The punishment for treason in Russia is up to 20 years in prison. The U.S., meanwhile, gearing up to impose significant new sanctions on Russia following the passing of opposition figure Alexei Navalny. What I came to tell you was, I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. President Biden says the sanctions aim to hold Russia responsible for Navalny's death and for its actions during the conflict in Ukraine. A recent U.S. State Department memo tells staff in the department to make sure and think of the most inclusive language to use that they can so as not to misgender people. Portions of the memo suggest language among staffers transition from using things like brave men and women on the front lines to brave first responders or brave soldiers to avoid the risk of offending transgender individuals, some of whom serve in dangerous public safety or military jobs. It's a standard government practice to try to encourage people just to be respectful of others and use the terms with which others are comfortable and talk to people the way that they would like to be addressed. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller, he told reporters Tuesday the memo did have Secretary of State Antony Blinken's name on it, but that does not mean it came from Blinken himself. President Biden's brother, James Biden, will testify before lawmakers as part of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into the president. James Biden set to undergo a deposition with members of the House Oversight Committee Wednesday. The inquiry is expected to center on two loans President Biden extended to his brother. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And? We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family. Isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, everybody and their dog who supports the Donald melting down, getting attacked, considered terrorists, fined uh, like you wouldn't believe. Donald Trump has to pay his fine nearly a half a million dollars, his fine plus interest. James Edwards with me, the politicalcesspool.org. Uh, and Jonathan Turley said, look, he's got to pay the fine and the interest. Why do you got to pay to appeal? I thought if you were going to appeal and you have the chance to appeal, due process isn't complete yet, James. Well, they can appeal all they want. It's just not going to happen for them. I mean, again, I hate my minuscule uh, venture into court some years ago. I hate to keep bringing it up, but it, it was that uh, it was that experience and really that precedent-setting experience as far as Michigan libel law is concerned that really started to get me to rethink. I was naive enough even into the mid middle part of the last decade to say that, yes, I'm a dissident, yes, I have politically incorrect beliefs, but the law is the law, and once you go into a courtroom, 
you know, the law uh, supersedes political biases and opinions and, you know, whatever the judge and whomever, officers of the court, whatever their preferences may be. It is just not that way, and it has increasingly gotten worse over the course of the last 10 years to the point now where, I mean, the former president and current frontrunner for the presidency can in no way get a fair shake, appeal it all the way. Now, maybe because he stocked the Supreme Court with his picks, but even that's not a guarantee because they've ruled against him in the past. Maybe if he can appeal some of these things all the way up to the Supreme Court, if it's a federal court, not a state court, uh, he'd have a puncher's chance. But he can appeal all he wants. He can run out the, the string of due process. Now, I get it, but my, my point is, though, just, you can't even have due process. You can't even carry out your appeal. Look, you're not convicted if you still have an appeal. You got to wait for the appeal. You got to wait for the due process to happen. He can't even do that according to quote New York law until he pays this fine and interest. Yeah, yeah, a half not, a billion. Well, right. Where are you going to get that money? Um, even if you're Donald, you might be wealthy, but that doesn't mean that you have a half a billion in cash laying around like Fanny does. Well, now, and listen, listen to this though, Fanny oh, say- literally, Fanny literally said, "Hey, I paid everybody in cash," and they're like, "Well, do you approve of that?" And she's like, "Well." <laughs> Not really, but I say it's cash, and my lover says it's cash, and I'm calling in daddy. My dad even says I it's I saw her cash. dad the was dad, testifying this week, yeah. The dad gets up there and says, yeah, I taught my little girl to have cash at her house all the time. You know, I'm sorry to be racist, but it's a black thing, don't you know? The blacks just have cash. Now, what kind of a statement is that? Now, every black home is in jeopardy of being broken into to get the cash. But I got a question. Is having cash on hand at your house or somewhere safe, is that a black thing, James? I used to not do it. In my house, I, it's not unless I'm black. Oh, I, uh, it's just too much risk. I mean, you could have a few bucks. Like Now, though, when I was young, I didn't even think about it. But now that I've got a wife and kids and people who depend on me, you know, the idea of even keeping a few hundred bucks in the house, I mean, if it gets stolen, there's no, there's no protection. I mean, you know, the banks will guarantee you some money if the bank gets robbed. But keeping it at home, I mean, yeah. You, 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 uh, well, unless I have, in, let I have cash stashed, James, for a rainy day. But it ain't at my house. Well, but I you're can like get Walter, to it. Walter White. You bury it in the New Mexican desert or something. But uh, but here. But the but the thing is, if you are engaged in uh, untowards activities, then maybe you'd want to have a ton of cash sitting around at your house. Maybe you're a drug dealer. Maybe you're a gangbanger. Maybe you're paying off people to, <laughs> to rig rig uh, yeah, a, a trial. You're fanny. I, but I well, look that's at this what I'm one. saying. How dare her say it's a black thing on the stand? Her, her dad said it's a black thing and all this stuff. Doesn't that put every black home in jeopardy right now, James? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you know that somebody's got a lot of money and you only got to beat down you know, one person or a couple of people as opposed to robbing a bank, yeah, I would say that that would uh, do that. But then again, they can say things that are blanket statements for an entire community or group of people, and uh, that's all well and good. You say it, and then uh, you know, there's going to be articles about this tomorrow. I got a question. But- can I say this? If it's a black thing to have cash at your house, it's a white thing not to? Is it a white thing to put it in the bank? <laughs> okay, and that's what they would say, see? You're privileged. They can't get bank accounts, and therefore they can't. But look, I think most prudent people have a little bit of cash for a rainy day. How much that be is relative, where it's at is relative, and that kind of stuff. But I don't think it's a black thing to prepare for a rainy day and have a little bit of cash on hand for emergencies. I don't think that's true. I'll give you a quick example. A lot of people run their cars from half empty to empty. I run my car full to half empty. And the reason that I do is if I ever need to, to, to leave, 
whether it be something as simple as a gas leak and you have to leave your neighborhood to something bigger. I, I want to have gas in my vehicle so that I that I can go if I need to. Uh, it's just a preparedness thing. It's not a white or a black thing. I didn't know that cash understood blacks. Did you? <laughs> well, again, if you're engaged in illegal activity, it's probably good to have cash on hand. So is that what he's saying? It's a black thing. Is she engaged in illegal activity? Was this like a Freudian slip? But I'm just saying, too, Sam, I mean, the case in New York, getting back to what's going on with Trump, I mean, the thing in, in Atlanta is under so much duress now because, again, when you think of you know, certain African dictatorships, for example, uh, and, you know, you don't think of them as just being, you know, above board and elections are fair and trials are fair. You think of just a guy gets in, a warlord gets in, he's a dictator for life, and then anything goes, whatever he wants, there's always a way to rig it. And then if you put people with that mentality in positions of leadership in the United States, you get the same thing again. And I think that's what you've got here in Atlanta. And and in New York, they even went so far as to say not only is Trump fined, you know, all of these hundreds of millions of dollars, he can't even do business there for three years. For what? And he, I still don't he really also even can't understand even the run complaint. his own businesses, though. Imagine yeah. saying you can't put run your business. own business and neither can your family members. And what did he do? What, what did they even allege? I mean, it's so convoluted. And I'm a political animal and I follow this. Well, here's what he did. Here's what he did. They claim. And I'm just going to lay it out. They say that he evaluated his assets. Uh, arbitrarily high, committing a fraud. Now, I would say to you that's a lie, and I'm going to prove it to you. I was a mortgage broker for years, James, uh, for commercial and residential properties. And you don't evaluate your own assets, James. That is a lie. <clears throat> Appraisers <laughs> evaluate assets. They're third parties. And if you're tampering with an appraiser, you're in real trouble. But the banks who lent the money say, we got paid back every penny. We don't have a problem with this, so there's no victim. The third parties are the ones that evaluated the properties and said, yes, they're worth that. And, and the way appraisers do it is they have what's called a multiple, I'm sorry, a multiple approach appraisal. Let me explain. One approach is to say, how much can it bring in monthly from rent? In other words, how much income can this property produce? Another evaluation is, what does it cost to rebuild the property? If I had to rebuild it, what would it cost? Anyway, there's several approaches. I don't want to bore you with the details, but what I'm saying to you is these third parties do these evaluations. You can't tamper with that. You go to prison if you're a mortgage uh, broker commercially or uh, otherwise, and you manipulate values or go in um, appraisal shopping or whatever else, and you do all these things. Look, if it's true that they evaluated the prices too high, then I need to see bankers, lenders you know, go to prison too. Okay, this is an absolute lie. Donald Trump had no ability to evaluate his properties. Now you can say, well, Sammy turned in fudged paperwork. Okay, but that's up to an auditor. That's right. Based on this asset, based on a loan. Okay, not based on some whim from Fannie who's exactly. got cash. Okay, this is insanity. So you but get this because you can't even get were... to the bottom of this because he, well, now he's got to work on coming up with a half a billion to even have due process of law to defend himself there in court. There we go. Now what we're getting to it. What is happening and, now? And you understand this clearly. I mean, you can't underestimate the average American's black, white, or whatever colors, ignorance when it comes to law, politics, civics, whatever. You understand this because you have been engaged in, in lending and real estate in the past. Yeah, you don't just go and you put your home in your market. Well, I think my house is worth, you know, $10 million. And that's what yeah, you're Sam Bushman, it's kind of like Mar-a-Lago over at my house. <laughs> Especially, now, Fannie Willis's house is worth a lot of money. You want to know why? 
How much does the D- going DA make in Georgia? It must be a uh, ton. It doesn't matter how much she makes. She's got a lot of cash in her house, buddy. Your house is worth a lot of money. Are we doing shady deals here? I mean, how does she Probably. accumulate all this cash? Well, and that's <laughs> but, the question. Now, here's another thing. They want to eliminate cash and move to a, a CBC, right? So a digital currency, right? But I got a news yeah. for them. If they do that, that would be racist because the blacks keep cash. That's a black thing, don't you know? And so you can't move away from cash or else um, you're singling out the blacks, right, James? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Now, you, you can do that if, you're, if you are black, of course. That's okay. Fanny can do that, yeah. Fanny can keep cash but eliminate cash from the rest of us. <laughs> See, I mean, this is just so upside down, folks. And I don't mean to just mock it, but I'm telling you, you are being absolutely hoodwinked and lied to about this. And it is uh, not the- just the president. This is the thing I get back to every time we have these conversations, Sam. It is not just Trump. Well, Trump's, you know, they're going after Trump. They will go after the smallest of the small, too. Anyone from Peter Brimelow all the way down to... A January 6th participant uh, who milled around, walking past officers who did not tell them to leave, put them in jail. Sam, you interviewed Richard Barnett, you know, who put his feet on Pelosi's desk. He's doing, yeah, we you both know, what about together, a right? half decade? Well, I got in touch with him. You did it uh, on your show. But, yeah, I talked to him, too. And, uh, you know, he's in jail now in his 70s for, you know, what could be a, a life sentence. Uh, he could die in prison now. He's going there for five or six years at his age. Who knows? And I'm just saying you are dealing with criminally corrupt courts on a federal level and even on a state level, depending on the jurisdiction. And this is what I say. Do we have a future in a union with these people? And do you want one? Do you want to have a future in a union with these people where they can just arbitrarily put you in jail, bankrupt you, uh, give you these these fines of uh, just made-up dollar amounts and the hundreds of millions of dollars. Do you want to live under that threat forever? That's what that's what you've got if there is not some sort of a secession. Because they're not or going some, anywhere. Or some sort of repudiation of this. Of, of this. Now, here's my You can't repudiate question. them in their own district. They're going to they keep burning themselves in. Why didn't they ask Fannie Willis's daddy? Just imagine you're a grown woman and you put daddy on the stand. My daddy told me to keep cash. Um, if the lover says we had cash... Fanny said we had cash. The dad says they had cash. To me, that's like collusion with witnesses, first of all. But my next question would be, hey, dad, how much cash do you have in your house right now? (laughs) Hey, Fanny, how much cash do you have in your house right now? Hey, uh, prosecutor, what's his name? What's that guy's name? I can't remember. I can see anyway, whatever his name is, how much cash do do you have in your house right now? And the reason that's relevant, folks, is because if you just claim you have cash all the time and it's like no big deal, how much do you got now? Now, if you want to say that number won't be released to the media or whatever, fine. I'm not. I don't need to know the number myself, but I'm just saying, how much cash do you think the average black person has in their house, James? I don't know, but I'll tell you how much this white man does. If you break into my house looking for a score, you, I think there's some loose change You're in my go bro. bank. <laughs> it costs you more to drive out here. <laughs> And that's kind of my point is that to make a claim like that is insane. Now, here's the next question. What happens if the cops find you or the airport finds you or somebody else finds you with just a ton of cash in hand? You think that's going to go well, James? Yeah, well, yeah, then the IRS is going to wonder, well, now let's talk about this. No, it's not going to go well. Well, the IRS is saying tax refunds are much smaller so far this year. So, you know, that ain't going to help you. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, they the did IRS check. You know, I saw hey, your refunds my... are way smaller this year. 
Yeah, my I talked to my CPA about that last year, and he told me all the, all the all the all the goodies that we were going to be losing this year, and uh, so I, I haven't filed yet. But yeah, that's not going to be ain't going to happen. Always if you got anyway. cash at home, buddy. You can do whatever you want if you got cash at home. No trail, <laughs> no right. Well, when do we get to the point where we can put our uh, enemies in prison like they're doing? When do we get to that point? Forget cash. I want. Well, uh, I want and, and now we're back full circle to this point. Trump defines what he specifically means by revenge. And I don't want revenge, but I do want accountability, and I do want the rule of law upheld, and I do want prosecution to the fullest extent of the law. And shouldn't everybody want that, James? Black, white, everyone? I think that's what we all thought we had, and that's what we certainly should strive for. I just think now it's sort of just like uh, believing in a fairy tale. It is just not going to happen. Not because we, people like you and I, wouldn't want it to happen, Sam. I would be more than happy to govern that way and live in a society that operates that way. But this is the problem. What we want is not what they want. What they want is to is to be the dictators that they claim they're protecting us from in Trump. And they want to put their political enemies away. They want to put dissidents away by any means necessary. And they are. All right, Lynn Wood, well-known attorney. Sidney Powell, well-known attorney. They got sanctioned because they brought forth what the court said was frivolous lawsuits regarding uh, election fraud. Uh, and they sanctioned them, fined them a bunch of money. Well, they appealed, James. Now the Supreme Court upholds sanctions against pro-Trump lawyers Sidney Powell uh, and... Um, uh, Lynn Wood, John Simak with the piece. So the Supreme Court upheld the sanctions now. So if you're an attorney now, they've sent this chilling message. Don't you even defend Donald or anyone else that agrees with Donald? Because if you do, they're just going to simply shut you down, buddy. They'll just simply fine you and sanction you and destroy you and ruin your character and your business. And none of that matters to these clowns. None of it. And so now it's Sidney Powell and, and Lynn Wood and Donald Trump and Peter Brimelow and James Edwards loses and Sam Bushman is a terrorist, um, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, in, in, before Congress. And Sam can't even find out the details of it hardly because, well, that was the last administration and who knows, Sam, whoa, the last administration was Donald. Um, and we just go round and round and round this barn as the ratchet up democracy style attacks continue, James. Yep, that's it. And this is what I'm saying. I mean, long term, you extrapolate this. All right, folks, as we sit here today, year of our Lord, 2024, 21st day of February, and you look at the decline societally, sexually, morally, spiritually, the rule of law over the course of the last generation, but, but especially over the course of the last 10 to 20 years, since the turn of the century, you couldn't even you couldn't even recognize this country as late as, as the late 90s with, with what it has become. <clears throat> Go another 20 years in the future. Where are you? What does this country look like? Is, is this a society that you want your children raising your grandchildren in? I well, can't say so, unrelated, Sam. I'm going to give you an unrelated topic that's going to tell you the answer to your question. Are you ready? Yeah. It's unrelated in the sense that it's about vaccines, but it's related in the sense that we're going to get the truth at some point. And when, it, when we get the truth, uh, you're going to be more and more and more concerned about your country. Headline says, U.S. Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has 10-year backlog 
for claims. A congressional subcommittee hearing highlighted problems with the, quote, U.S. Vaccine um, Injury Compensation Fund, uh, or program, if you will, for COVID-19 vaccine injuries. Megan um, Redshaw has this piece, theepochtimes.com. I'm going to play just a little bit of this so you get kind of a flavor. It's really long, but I want to play a little bit so you understand. So they told us, told us, told us vaccines were safe, effective. They lied. Now the truth comes out. The only problem is we can't do anything about it. So you know the truth finally because guys like me and the Epoch Times and James and everybody else keeps hitting on the truth till we get it. But what are we going to do about it now that we know it, right? Here it is. U.S. Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has 10-year backlog of claims. It may take more than 10 years for someone injured by a COVID-19 vaccine to receive a decision on whether their claim is eligible for compensation by the government's vaccine compensation program if they receive a response at all. U.S. health officials responded to questions on America's failing vaccine injury compensation system in a hearing that left the vaccine injured feeling like addressing the system's shortcomings is not a priority on Capitol Hill. As of January 1, there were 12,854 claims filed for injuries caused by COVID-19 countermeasures with the government's Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program, including 9,600 related to injuries caused by COVID-19 vaccines. Of the 12,854 claims, 2,214 have been processed, but only 40 claims have been found eligible for compensation. According to testimony given during a February 15 hearing of the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, there's a backlog of about 10,800 claims. With only 35 employees processing claims at a rate of 2.7 cases per employee per month, it will take about 10 years to process the remaining claims. <laughs> I just don't think it's right. I think we need to streamline this process, Representative Rich McCormick said during the hearing. We need to speed up this process by about tenfold in order to do our job for the American people. According to CICP data, as of January 1st, only 11 people have received compensation for their injuries out of 40 COVID-19 claims found eligible for compensation. All right, stop. So they found 40 out of 12,000. They can't get to them. Even if they speed it up tenfold like the congressman asked for, it'll still take a year. And think about it. Out of 12,000, 2,000 have been you know, processed. Uh, 40 say, yeah, you deserve something. But only 11 people have got their money, James. This is a racket. Well, my point is you're going to find this in every aspect of our society. Uh, in the next 10, 20 years, like James says, what's it going to look like? You're going to know that you're absolutely an enemy to your government. They, I'm not saying the government's an enemy. The proper role of government is good. But rogue agents are our enemies. And they basically consider every one of us enemies. Unless you just double down and drink in with communism and socialism and criminal activity, you are on the chopping block. And when you wake up and realize this, Sam's been telling you this for 25 plus years. Now people are starting to go, first off, Sam was a kook. Then Sam, how did you know? And then Sam, what do we do? Well, the answer, what you do is you got to stand up and stop it now. You got to make sure that when uh, we speak, people can hear the truth and know. But you're going to find that you're, you're going to have a rude awakening in 10, 20, 30, 40 years to find out that it's you they're targeting now, not just Sam or James or Tucker or whoever, right? That's what the reality check will be then. Write it down. 
2024, February 21st. And remember what I said, James. People will realize they'll wake up to the awful state of their situation, and they won't have the authority or power to do anything about it because the deep state has gotten so above the people that criminal enterprises under, quote, democracy, because that's what they'll turn us into given the chance, rule the day. That's what you're going to find. And you see it with these vaccines. Look, I was telling you right when the um, COVID came out, don't do the back, you know, Donald Trump, fast tracking Operation Warp Speed Vax. Don't take them. Don't do it. It's going to be bogus. No one listened to me. They said, oh, you're crazy. Got to take it. Got to do it. Now they're blatantly admitting. So not only is the U.S. Compensation Fund uh, backlogged for 10 years, there's more and more and more evidence that the uh, here, here's the headline blood clots, neurological disorders and swollen hearts multinational study on covid vaccines paints a damning picture that's a headline from the blaze today james so everybody the same thing is going to happen in every aspect of our society that's just the the case example that in one way is unrelated but yet relates to every aspect of our society oh you got an electric vehicle this that everything you know will be turned on its head and you'll realize the awful situation we're in james Everybody who was skeptical of these hastily produced and rushed and forced upon us by every pressure imaginable, you lose your job, you can't travel, you're going to kill grandma, all of that that was going on in 2020 have been vindicated. If you were skeptical of that, you've been vindicated. by the. You know, look, the government doesn't even require you to have a vaccine to join the Army now. Uh, so they're flat out admitting that you know, either by omission or through this compensation program that, yeah, we were wrong, I guess, but I have never met anybody who didn't take the vaccine that said, man, I really regret not getting it. I've met a lot of people who did get it, who says I regret getting it, and they live in constant fear because the whole, the whole term, the whole phrase died suddenly has just taken on a whole new meaning. There's even a, a documentary movie out called Died Suddenly uh, that Lauren Witzke had a friend of mine had a hand in, a former Republican nominee for Senate had a hand in producing but uh, yeah so there there's that and that's just one reason one of many why you have a rogue out of control system not just the federal government but certainly the courts that even the oh, yes, medical down to the states all this battle for donald's in georgia it's not the federal right well i mean this is certainly a problem on a federal level too and in the, in the state you've got this one you know outlier district by the way i'm seeing it, i know the music's playing talking about Fonnie willis the da well what, maybe we can talk about this when we come back i got a headline here that just I just saw while you were speaking on the Roger that. Email me the headline. We'll kick off with that first. Then we'll talk about milk. <laughs> this is just psychotic, folks. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. James Edwards, thepoliticalcessful.org, and yours truly. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. Donate liberally. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.